First of all, before the Dharma talk, first of all, thank you very much for all of the help that you give for this uh, community and to this monastery and to this teacher and also your participation here as Sangha. Rare to find a spiritual community. And please continue to help us if you can. Uh, this evening's Dharma talk is confusion is not confused. Confusion is not confused, but we treat it that way and we try to do something about it. Uh, my recommendation is that you observe the confusion because if you endeavor to fix, repair, change, shift, move around, uh, over, coat it over with something or cover it up, that you, you actually miss what it actually is because you're running away from what you think it is. And it is not separate from you. It is also, also not the same as you. If you can see that confusion itself is not confused. If you see confusion clearly, completely clearly, this is wisdom, then it is not an object. It won't show up as a result or a conclusion or an idea or anything extra. It will show up just the way it is, confused. Good luck with that. And when I, I mean that, I'm not just joking. I'm saying this takes a lot of work. If you need a reminder, I can give you a very simple reference point, the first noble truth. Life is suffering. It is not nihilism. It's truth. Look around. See, smell, taste, hear, feel what is happening in the sense fields, including the mind. And do nothing with them. Don't push them aside. Don't fluff them up. Don't blame anyone. Seems that in order to see this clearly and see that this actually is wisdom or is uh, just just this, just as it is, there isn't anything else around it. That's, that's an illusion. What it is is not an illusion, and it is not a thing. It has no, no status as something. If it does, then it's just more rel relative truth, and it will appear and go away, much to our dismay. No rhyme intended. The fancy name for that is Vinyaptimatrata. This is just a way of working with other, other ways. Consciousness only. You could say manifestation only. You could say, as the banner at the back says, over the, the doan's seat, perception only. It's, it's just that. There is no, nothing being perceived, and there is no perceiver. But it won't seem that way, because that is uh, a conclusion, or an idea, or speculation, or judgment, or an evaluation. And that's gone. You don't get that. Consciousness doesn't need a support from anything or anybody. Just look at it. Don't blame. But if you do blame, don't come in and try to change the shape of that into being a person who doesn't blame. <clears throat> That's also uh, confusion that has not been observed closely and directly. It's difficult to do this. It can be heartbreaking. It can be threatening. It can, it can create anxiety. There, there won't be any, if you're looking at the confusion, you will not, and you're actually doing this, you will not get a pat on the back, or you will not get a, a an aha. There are some ahas leading up to awakening, but they are not awakening. And as has been said way before I got here, 
uh, confusion is a w uh, wisdom, uh, and wisdom is confusion, uh, yet they're not the same. And the path leading to that is one stumble, one fall, one disappointment after another until we finally see what this is, which may be quite dis disappointing also. This talk is meant to encourage you to look at whatever is arising in your mind stream tomorrow afternoon or three weeks from now on, on the cushion in the middle of a block set or in the middle of just your hourly meditation, whatever it may be, to just observe that. Keep it very simple. Keep it very radical. Radical meaning not outlandish, but at the root. Go to the root of it. Can you find the root? Maybe not, but to look at in that direction, uh, you won't see any. If you're looking at that direction, all you see is just uh, darkness, more than likely. It's like trying to look at a tree and then look at the root of the tree. You can only do that if you're in a movie somewhere. Who was it? Lucy, the movie Lucy. As she was going through all of her stages there. She would look at trees and then she would look down at the ground and she would see all the roots. It was a movie. That won't happen. It seems to be necessary to return to this, return to it rather than maintain. Maintaining tends to provide, not always, not with everyone, but tends to provide fuel for the self-centered part of the consciousness to continue to con coil up into a ball of me and them guys, or me and that stuff. Me, 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 me. So that will come apart, uh, not so much if you pull on it or push it down or try to be egoless or try to see through, see that that's an illusion, not that you might not use that wording, that's a, that it is an illusion, but the warfare just creates more. So don't do that. Just, just receive, just observe this. Observe what's happening in the mind, just like we were doing a few minutes ago. Just observe what moves. Whatever shows up, watch it. Whatever goes away, watch it leave. Watch it come back. Watch it change this way, that way, and just observe. What you're doing there is you slowly are changing your allegiance over from the grasping, rejecting, shutting down dynamics of materialism, spiritual materialism, psychological materialism, material materialism, just grasping at stuff, either in the mainstream or down the hallway, in your house, out in your garage, out on the lawn, talking to the neighbors, grasping, rejecting, shutting down, gives the illusion that there is a grasper and something to be dealt with over here, or over there. This has been going on, this landslide has been going on since the beginning of time. And you, you don't have to agree with it, you don't have to go against it, and you don't have to ignore it. Don't do any of those things. And there's no guarantee you could do this, spend the rest of your life sitting and looking at the wall. You could have a teacher, you could have a teaching, you could have a community, and still there's no guarantee. There is no guarantee you will realize your true nature. I like to say it this way. It's not like, it's not like creating awakening or enlightenment. It's like you just stop covering that up. It's always been the case. This is the case right now. You're awake right now. Nothing sleeps anywhere. Don't believe anything I say. You hear me say this over and over again because, not that you will, 
This is not about believing things, nor is it about disbelieving things, and it's not certainly not about ignoring anything. You need to really look very closely using this mind training, using this incredible discipline that comes down to us from the Buddha, down through all of the lineage holders, down through the centuries, going in all different directions and countries and cultures. And here we are in this situation, in this particular monastery, which we have a, a Soto altar and we have a, a Kagyu shrine. So it's a little bit of a hybrid in terms of learning and teaching. There's no right way to do this. There's no wrong way to do this. Don't even go there. It's just, you, unless you want to be a scholar, maybe you do. Maybe you want to be. Maybe you, maybe you should be doing that rather than this. So there's no way to actually fix this. That doesn't mean that you may not need to talk to a therapist or talk to a psychiatrist or go do something totally different. I am not kidding you. You know what you need to do. Really look at this. You'll know whether you need to sit and face the, face the wall uh, once or twice a day for the rest of your life. There are no promises, no guarantees. It's not uh, cause and effect. Confusion is not confused because there is no one there. There's just a confusion. And even that, if you look at it and there, there isn't anything there, if you really see, if you really receive what that is, then the receiver part of it starts to come apart. And what is being received or the so-called objectivity of that, that comes apart. And if the ego mind is still wandering around there in space trying to come together and get some kind of a credential for I'm somebody going somewhere, I'm going to run away from this, or I'm going to join that, or I'm going to stop, going to, going to, going to, going to, going to, or I, as I should say, going to, going to, going to, going to. Awareness, awareness. It's about awareness. It's not about fixing, correcting, being right, being wrong. If you have questions, please bring them this way. How's it good? How's it going? Um, if you're looking at something that looks like confusion, and if it were to show up as unreal, what difference would that make? Would you necessarily stop fighting with it? Well, you probably would. If it, if you saw that there was confusion and you could see that it it didn't have uh, what's the common image it doesn't have a leg to stand on. You it's it's you can't support it. It's just chaos, just a whirlwind in the mainstream. Don't accept it. Don't accept anything. Don't reject it. Don't reject anything. And don't ignore anything. And what the uh, three things I've just mentioned there, it's just about impossible to do that. But the endeavor to do that is what trains the mind to see clearly. You have to look at the confusion, no matter how disgusting, how scary, how anxiety producing, just observe, just observe. More, please. You've said that you still, you, you might get angry at something. Or... I'm angry now. 
Nothing, nothing goes away. Nothing has to change. You have to see it. I, I keep using the word see, but it, I, I might as well use the word hear. You have to hear this. You have to hear it. You have to smell it, taste it. Feel it. You have to feel it. Not, not some kind of romantic crap like that. It, that could come along, but that won't last. But the kind of feeling I'm talking about never goes away because it never appears. If it appears, it's going down. The human form appears and it's coming apart, going down, dying. But who you actually are can't die because it has not appeared as a, a, a thing or an entity or has no a status as a thing or a person. More? If you get angry at or something shows up and you see that it's unreal, but you're angry, is that different from fighting with an illusion? Yeah, there's some difference there because you're not fighting with it. <laughs> oh, you mean it's that's all you do? That's just don't fight with it. More, you're getting warm there, but uh, it's it's about ready to burn out. What's yes? What is anger if you're not fighting with something? The anger is self-existing. <laughs> anger just comes up. We don't know where it comes from. We don't need to know. You don't need to find the source of a volcano to, to run away. You don't need to get away from, you don't need to see where that's coming from. You don't need to be that nosy about dependent origination. Just see what this is. Just this, just this. You see it on the wall. You see it looking here. You see it looking in the mirror. You see it looking at others. It's just this. And if anger comes up because it's triggered by this or that, just receive. You don't necessarily have to produce a shaking fist or a, a club. You may. You may have to actually react to some of that material for a while. But if you're training your mind, then then it's about awareness. Not, it's not about having good behavior. Stop that crap. This doesn't mean you shouldn't read Atisha's Seven Points of Mind Training and follow some of those slogans that tell you how to be a nicer person. Or listening to uh, Dalai Lama who says... Buddhism is being friendly, friendliness, kindness. Of course it is. But the, that needs to start here. Not out there. At the same time I'm saying that, out there and in here are not two different things. You may need to work with it out there. Some people need to be out there in the world constantly helping other people all the time. Should they be? Of course they should. And others need to be more looking at, focused on, or emphasizing just this interior observation. My idea there would be that you should do both. It's situational. Sometimes you're out in the world, you're at the grocery store, and you, you're kind to other people, respectful, even when they're not so kind to you. And when that, when those, when that lack of kindness comes up in yourself, the kindness needs to come out of the consciousness itself. You need to just receive that. No one's to blame. A, a traditional saying in Buddhism is all dharmas are without blame. If, it's, if, if, if someone is to blame, then they might as well just get some transcendental attorneys. They make those? Don't know. And I'm not doing away with attorneys. We live in a vast, world of complicated relative truth that 
billions, not exaggerating, you know that, are running the whole world by the right lever, the wrong lever, what to move, what not to move, what to put in jail, what to let free, constant. Very few people have any really powerful mind training to look at the fundamental nature of this. I say don't go to war, don't go to peace. You can't, really don't have any say-so out of that, in that. But by looking at that and putting a little lunge line or tether on that, you see that you really can't stop doing that. That's awareness. It's over here. You really can't stop going to peace. That's awareness. And what is that tuning you into? The nature of dependent origination as it shows up in its individuated form of this activity, that activity, this activity. You have to see it. If you see it, you're done for as a person. You'll still manifest as a person. You'll still uh, answer to your name, and you'll help people when you can, and you'll try to protect yourself from dangerous situations. But it's just no longer very complicated for you because it's not a big world of otherness anymore. It's just this. Any questions on Zoom? Most group. Most So. If anger can show up and you might even produce out of it, is the is the not going to war just it not being personal? <laughs> Paraphrase that. Say the same thing, use different words. Not a different language. I know you know some Chinese. <laughs> Go ahead. I want to know, it, so you might get angry and you might even produce out of that, it sounds like? Yes, but it's a, again, it's about awareness. It's not about acting a certain way. You, you may find yourself, just as the, the post-it notes that are trailing alongside uh, your mind stream, as you're endeavoring to be aware of what this is, there might be all kinds of things coming along with you that might show up as a, as a success, or you find that you're not arguing with people as much. Or maybe you're not blaming. You can actually see when you look at somebody, uh, you know, 10 years ago or three years ago, you would see that you would just see their aggression, their anger and their disturbance. And now, because you've been looking at your own mind and not fighting with yourself, you're actually seeing not only that, but you're seeing behind it. You see right through it. You see that they're so terrified that they don't know how to get out of that suffering other than to blame others or attack others. And I'm one of them. I've not changed. I've, there's changes have happened, but no one changed. If someone has changed, that won't last. Death comes without warning. Oh, excuse me, this body will be a corpse. That's just realism. It's not nihilism. It's just real. More. Is it so how's that not going to war? How's what not going to war? If you get angry and produce that. It is going to war. It is going to war. What did I just say? It's not about, even though I say don't go to war, don't go to peace, I know you can't do that. But if I tell you that, then it's a spiritual path because then the intention is to see beyond that, see what that fundamentally is. And then you get close to the heart of the matter of dependent origination. You start to see Pratitya Samutpada as it is, the very structure of it, because you're no longer looking at your ideas about something, something that is there. You're looking at what it is. The actual pushing is coming here and the pushing is coming there. And you see the fear in people's eyes that uh, 
three years ago might have looked just like rage. If we project onto everything, we don't see anything clearly. We have to see it. It's heartbreaking. So, so the rage, I'm not saying uh, that the, the rage may boil up and may, may not go very far, but it just about has to come up because you're no longer a separate being. If you think you are, then, well, good luck. And when I mean that, it's somewhat sarcastic, but it's also, if you continue to function as someone who's getting somewhere, or someone who's losing, someone who's gaining, someone who is more enlightened than everyone else, or someone who's never going to get enlightened, take any position on anything, then you, you're just sticking yourself to this world uh, of uh, life and death, up and down, back and forth. Peter, it was nice to see you. Peter just bowed out. Juju. Juju Valley. If our mind is yammering at us about our to-do list and saying we have all these other things to do instead of sitting, how can we prioritize time on the cushion? I think you just have to be stubborn about it on some level. You shouldn't have any trouble with that. Stubborn. <laughs> but I really mean that. Just say, I need to do this. If you wouldn't ask that question unless you didn't have a strong wish, desire, or or understanding, you really need to sit. You've been sitting here for you've been here five years, six years, seven years, but I'm not good with numbers, especially when they get very high. So but here you are. You've been sitting for a long time, and you uh, you are running into all kinds of things. The ego does not want to be seen. And this, and it, if, it, if it's, when you sit for a long period of time, it starts to get uh, too hot, too warm. We want to get away. We want to get back towards the cooler area. So the ego will tell you, "Well, I need to do this. I got to get this done. I need to." And probably you do relatively. What is happening in your mind is relatively true. But at some point, if you're on the spiritual path, you have to prioritize. You're wearing a raksu. This is a path of the bodhisattva, the vow to be with all things. Save all beings, however you want to characterize it. Have to return to that. Do it every day in some way, even if it's only walking past your altar and bowing. It's something. Put something in that. Something needs to go in that direction. And uh, just because someone else is... You know, sitting 10 hours a day or something like that, uh, doesn't, you don't have to compare. Don't do any comparing. So there's no way to, to find the trajectory of this particular consciousness that has shown up in this particular human form, what the background is of that. There is no background. That, that is an illusion. The past is an illusion. The future is an illusion. And this moment right here is very suspect. You can do it. Just use the vowel. Return to the vow. I vow to be with all things. Just repeat the, the three refuge vows. Re repeat the, the three pure precepts. Or repeat all 16 of them every day. And then sit too. Find some way, find some area there, some structure in your mind that your original inspiration, this is something Trungpa Rinpoche used to uh, talk about was return to your original inspiration to just find out who you are and what this is and live the truth. Because the, all the world is would be glad to 
charge you a fee and promise you a bunch of things and call it the truth. But you have to find, I won't promise you anything. I can't. I wouldn't do that. But you can do this. And should you? I don't know. It looks like it. But I'm very opinionated. <laughs> find out who you are. Isn't that, isn't that an amazing thing? Think of that. A lifetime where maybe you didn't write a lot of poetry. A lifetime where maybe you didn't make any paintings. Uh, a lifetime where maybe you, you know, were really bad at making brownies, which is not true, I know. <laughs> she, she's pretty good at making brownies, yeah. <laughs> not exactly. But you see what I'm just, uh, it's kind of a, a silly way of saying it, but it's like, just find out who you are. So there's no, so you don't get that from me or from the teaching of the Buddha. The, the Buddhism is just a raft, but it's your raft. And, 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 but that shore that you're headed towards is also your shore until it's not, until you step off that raft or you find that the raft and the shore were not two different things. You can talk about this so many different ways using the concepts. Read the 30 verses of Vasubandhu. Find a few verses in there, memorize them if they work for you. Or even chanting that in English. No. We're still doing it in Sanskrit? Sometimes? No? Yes? No? Why? <laughs> uh, what is that mudra? <laughs> the self opposing mudra. No? Okay. More? If anything shows up as um, an excuse not to practice, is that ego? Well, it could be. Uh, hesitate to set up a standard so that anything that shows up, you, you don't really look at it. So don't particularly set up a standard. It may be a very valid thing that you need to do in terms of your life and what's coming up next and what your job situation is like, relationship or family or, or the sangha, whatever. So you should always look at everything just fresh rather than looking at it as a reason to to practice or not practice, but just set up some kind of a schedule using the clock. Time to sit. You can do that. This is why block sitting, if people practice block sitting, works so well as a, as a really strong practice. You sit, the instruction is you sit down, you strike the bell, and you sit there for four hours. And when at the end of the four hours, you strike the bell again. And if you get up and move, and go out to the kitchen or go to the bathroom or go out in the backyard or in the garden or or just get up and don't even come back. Just sit. You always come back to strike that bell. Always be aware of the form. Ding. Four hours later, ding, ding. And what you do in, in that area is movement. The movement that I recommend is sit still and watch what moves in the mind. But if your body-mind complex is so, uh, so uh, opposed to uh, each other. If the mind thinks it's a different than the body, then you will tend to get up and leave and you'll be too antsy to sit there. You go somewhere else. You should respect that confusion. That's the confusion that is wisdom. That is wisdom. If you don't do anything with it. And when I say don't do anything with it, I don't mean ignore it. So you may have to, in that situation, you may have to Get up for 10 minutes, and it needs to be you. You need to be the authority, not some guy in a robe. You might have a robe, you may not. And I'm not saying that 
just because I'm a guy in a robe, you couldn't listen to me. You should consider what I'm saying, but don't believe it and don't obey it. Observe it. Much simpler, much less macho, and much more respectful of everybody's consciousness and everybody's karma. The karma that I bring into this uh, situation is outlandish. I don't even want to talk about it. I'm amazed that this, this consciousness is even here. And so you can do that. Do a little bit. Do block set once or twice a week. Forget about the daily sitting. That would be another way of working with it. Don't badger yourself with it. But when you do sit, sit there for four hours. And if you get up after 45 minutes and go do something, no comment on that. No hard time about it. There's nothing to live up to there. The only way you can fail at block setting is not to do it. But if you start it, hit a bell and sit there for two minutes and get up and go do something else for three hours and what it would be, 45 minutes? No. You come back and sit for another 14 minutes? How's the math? Okay. <laughs> All right. See, I like to say that, yeah, but I'm not going to go there. Numbers. You follow me a little bit. Yeah, so it's it's about the intention to do that, not about a success story. And but the way people uh, teach uh, uh, is much different. You know, you had a question for uh, uh, um, Nenzen last night with her talk, where she works with the idea of intention differently, not incorrect, just different ways of talking about the same thing. More. If it looks like the ego is getting in the way of practice by saying we're not getting anywhere or we have other things to do, it feels like, um, sometimes it feels like practicing would be fighting with the ego. Is there a way to work with it that's not fighting with it? Yeah, have the form, set up the form, strike the gong, and then four hours later, end, or an hour later, however, you, however you're working with it. And then uh, your, your intention, you wouldn't ask this question. Your intention is very powerful. You have a very powerful intention to train your mind. And you've been doing it for years. But we've been here forever. We can't even measure how long consciousness has been showing up uh, in, in these, these human forms. So here we are. You're hearing this teaching, and you have, uh, you're have you free and well-favored. You're free enough to come to a meeting like this. We're not living in a, in a country or in a situation where you're tied up or held captive, and you're well-favored in it, that a little bit of what I'm saying is making some sense to you, I'm connecting with you on some fundamental level that looks like it might be a good idea to train your mind. So I just say just you can't fail at it. There's no failure, but just keep returning to it. Keep coming coming back and return to that form. Return to the vow. Look at your rock suit. Look at what it says. Read the 16 precepts. Or not. Or do something else. Or read the uh, Teach the Seven Points of Mind Training. Maybe there's something there that would, would resonate with your uh, dynamics more so than what I've just been saying. Further questions? Thank you for the questions. Other questions? Anyone on Zoom? Eric calling. Go ahead, Eric. What do What do we do when confusion shows up as fear, and you feel it more than 
and you can't see it, but you you kind of feel it and you can't move forward. Are you are you uh, may I ask this? Are you talking about fear that shows up when you're on the cushion uh, doing uh, shikantaza mind training, or fear that shows up at the kitchen table or at your workplace or in your community? Yeah, in the community um, or in the workplace, because it seems like I can work with my confusion, you know, up against the wall a little easier. But then it in in the, in the world it shows up as a more fear. And I wasn't sure. It seems like it, it, it's harder to work with out in the community. And I guess I was wondering if there's a, a way to deal with that. Yes. Eric Fowling. Yes, sir. Thank you for the question. So um, what's showing up over here is, uh, um, first, I think I need to ask you, how much sitting do you do facing a wall? You don't mind sharing that? Don't um, say not enough, please. A few, a few times a week. Well, wait, let's start right there. Let's get that up a little bit so you you have a little bit of a basis uh, for the the consciousness uh, to to deal with the forms that show up uh, like fear in your so-called post meditation. So first of all, try to try to get that up. At least do depending on your family life situation, you might want to. Do some block sitting. I highly recommend that just because that last couple of hours really starts to go into uh, the, the the lower strata of the ego, the, st the structure we call ego or self or imaginary self. And then the other thing you can do is uh, as in post meditation, your everyday situation at work is you can stay. Uh, when I say stay, I don't mean maintain, but I'm saying stay in the senses. So, and one of the ways to stay in the senses without clamping down on one and creating some kind of a meditative personality, but to just go from the sense of touch, how your, how your clothing feels, and don't stay there long, just go to the sense of touch and then go to the sense of sight. You can do it very simply. You can register colors. You could just say the color red. If you see something red, you might say that, or you might just be able to look at the color red without knowing what it is. That's what eventually will show up. If you continue to do alternating sense awareness practice, those the the first five sense fields uh, don't think. The, the thinking mind uh, takes care of that. It comes in and disrupts all of the reception that's going on there, and makes comments on what you see, what you smell, what you taste, what you touch, uh, what you hear, and on and on. And this is where the the labyrinth of the self centeredness is uh, very confusing. So I would say if it's a situation that you're in where you're talking with a coworker or your partner or something like that, you could still listen to them. You might be able to listen even better if you're also have a couple of other of the senses that are also on receive, like a sense of touch, your weight on a chair, how you feel sitting in a chair, how your clothes feel, the look, the, the silhouette of someone's form across the table from you or across the room, the, the color of their uh garments so maybe something like that just very softly just it's just like uh breathing you just uh, you can even do it on the breath if you want to get a, have a stronger construct when you breathe out uh you it's out there you it's what you are seeing out there and when you breathe in it's what you feel here in your clothes and at the same time you're not wandering away from your thought process either but the the ego Thought, ego controlled thought processes, you need to give them some company. 
so that they don't just run away with your mind stream into some kind of trying to terrorize yourself into being a stronger person or being or ego for that matter. So just uh, you won't be able to do this very well unless you're doing a lot of sitting meditation because you can't really do it. You can't really figure this out. You can't do it with the mind stream as thinking, but you can do it as uh, just receiving, just receive the sense of seeing objects you're looking at, uh, feelings uh, of how it feels to sit on a chair. You could, it could be sound that could be coming and going. And you, you can even do that with a thought process, but it takes some time to, to do that, to just receive it without adding on a bunch of commentary or um, having a book report on everything that shows up in your mind. So I would say two things, Eric. One, sit more. And the other thing is possibly do that alternating sense. If you find yourself in a state of fear, don't get rid of the fear. Feel the fear. That could be one of them. And then go go from that sense of fear, which is arising in the mind stream, and maybe fear of the unknown or just solid block of, uh, of uh, anxiety or terror even. And then include don't get rid of it but include something else with it that that is also just very simply something you're receiving and that will allow you to receive the fear because you're you're actually including something else like a sound or like the color of something or the texture of carpeting or the amount of space in a room around the objects in the room a lot it depends on if you're more visual or more auditory one might work a little bit better than the other to so you're uh, you may not feel so alone with it okay Thank you so much, Sir Ben. Eric Bowling. Thank you for the question, sir. Have some time with any further questions. Um, you sometimes use the word his consciousness or her consciousness or your consciousness. What is this individual consciousness that you're talking about, Bowling? No, just right. You know, Navid is you're thinking up this to ask this question, and Sogazan's over here. So it's the appearance of individuality. So we don't need to get rid of something that is unreal. But if you try to push it away because it's unreal, then that's a different understanding of unreal. Whereas the, the kind of unreal that I am endeavoring to talk about here is anything that looks substantial that ri arises in front of us is an illusion. And so the her consciousness, his consciousness, there's an alignment with your body or my body, but these are also unreal. Uh, the hands are unreal. They look real because we've been waking up, in my case, for 80 plus years, 82 years, 82 and a half years of kind of getting used to how my hands look. They seem real to me. But are they? Find out. Did I get close to what you're looking for? Navi Bowing. Um, yes. Um, is that consciousness? Uh, different from the consciousness that we all arise in? No. It's differentiated because it's it shows up in this body form and that body form. So it's differentiated to some extent, but not as much as, uh, as we try to assume or try to conclude by protecting ourselves against threats that uh, against something that is not only not real, but is not threatened. You are not threatened. Nothing is really threatened. This doesn't mean that people don't die out of from the abuse of others, of course. Thank you. Yes, sir. Excuse me.
Does confusion become clarity? It, 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 it's just not separate from it. If you're going to become clear about something, clarity about confusion would be a good idea, but it could still be confusion. You just be clear about it. it, it clarity about clarity isn't particularly interesting. Although sometimes it's taught that way. It depends on who's the who the teacher is and what their realization, how that shows up. More? Should I endeavor to function in spite of the confusion? In spite? Yeah. I mean, otherwise you couldn't eat. You'd just be confused. You, then you'd have to you'd have to find an enlightenment word for you, or confusion word. The same thing has to be seen. It's the, it's the feeling that there's somebody who can get ahead, somebody who's been abused, somebody, 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 somebody. And you don't have to get rid of that because getting rid of it, it just goes into hiding because it, it, it wants to live, it wants to survive. But if you see that it's unreal, then uh, the image I've often used is like a clown on the roof. It's still around. Your ego is still hanging around, but it's, it's up on the roof and it has a big red nose. So it's pretty hard for it to somehow show up as being able to deceive you. It might be irritating to having somebody criticize you about something and just feel that that unreal self but get agitated and so on. But you don't have to stop it. And it's dependently arisen, so it's really none of your business. There isn't anybody's business. You actually, you actually might be less irritated and less angry. You just stop fighting with with what uh, what it is that shows up in the mind stream as something that shouldn't be there, should be stopped, or more? I think I'm looking at don't do anything unless you have to, and I have some notion that it'll be clear when I have to do something. Is that a misunderstanding? Yeah. It won't be clear, but you'll just find yourself doing it. Sorry. You cannot figure this out. You cannot find a way what oh yeah, well this will be clear if I do this. I can't give you that. I won't give you that. I won't give you that. I won't give you any hope. Hope is useless. A lot of energy spent on, on hoping for something else, something else. How about this right here? This right here. This is where you're at. Your butt is on a cushion. You're in a monk's robes. See the truth yourself by doing what? Looking at the confusion. If you do anything with the confusion, you make the slightest, what is it, hair's breadth deviation, as it says, and what is that, the uh, Hokyozamai? Probably one of those famous texts. I can't remember which is which. But if you make the slightest de deviation, then you leave the fundamental nature of what's in front of you, which is not separate. And it appears as confusion, but it's wisdom. Don't give up. Keep looking at it. Continue. Return to that. Don't maintain it because then it starts to show up as a artifice, kind of a structure that you're actually, it's like a little thing you've got. You've accomplished this. Don't do that. Have a willingness to let the whole thing fall apart. Just return to it. Return to it. Return to it. Just like when we return to the wall. Just return. Buddha, just return. Awake. There will be no credential. It won't feel like you're awake. If it feels like you're awake, 
won't last. If I actually see what this is, will it look like more confusion? Sure. You got a lot of work to do. Didn't you receive the Bodhisattva vow? What are you smiling for? Don't know. It's a good sign. <laughs> Further question? And when I say that, there's no way to know. I mean, I could make an, I could go the other way with that. There's, there's no way to know. You can't find any guidelines for this. There are no maps. The Buddha came as close as you can come. Laying something out based on what he was looking at. But as, if you look at it, you, you see that he didn't say anything other than you're going to have to do this yourself, work out your salvation with diligence. That's what we're doing. Yes. When you're bowing, what is confusion? Wisdom. When you're bowing, so when an apparent something occurs, do we name it wisdom or, or confusion? Confusion. What if there is no name? Wisdom. I'm not stopping, are you? Reflect on what you just asked me and paraphrase, paraphrase that. When you're bowing, you, you say, or you don't use the term we're all one or it's all one. No. But when I look at wisdom or confusion, it doesn't seem to be different except with the concept. Okay. I don't see any problem. But sometimes there seems to be attendant emotions that come up with it, that tip it one way or the other. What is that? That's awareness. Nothing happened. It's awareness. And what you saw happening is an, an illusion. It is unreal. That doesn't mean it's going to stop, doesn't need to stop. What makes something an illusion? That's pretty puzzling. Let me think about it a minute. What makes it an illusion? Mm. A couple ways of talking about it. One way that may be the most accessible is it doesn't last. It has no duration. Maybe a little bit. It's, it's fundamentally the structure that is addressed with uh, Vasubandhu addresses in the 30 verses is uh, that there's no, there's no perceiver and there's nothing perceived and it's just you know, perception only or consciousness only or whatever is, or whatever is showing up as a somebody in this body-mind complex and whatever is so, uh, showing up as other, either the other out there in the world, other people, or bridges and lampposts and trees, or in the mind, thoughts, emotions, feelings, memories, memories of this, memories of a dream, memories of something that actually occurred, not much different than each other. So it's, it's, it's unreal. It's there. It's like a, the example I always use is like a scary movie. You can watch the scary movie and you know it's, un, it's unreal, so you don't really have to be f so afraid, even though you are afraid. So we call that entertainment, because we we're, it triggers our fear area there, but we know we're really not threatened. So then we kind of enjoy the scary movie, although you don't like those. 
Why not? Seem real? What is real? Find out. Find out. You'll know. It has no has no status. Consciousness. That area I'm always pointing out, the alligator in the kitchen. I think it's a purple alligator these days, right? I created that years and years ago, still there. Is there an actual alligator there? No. So is that real or unreal? Would you say it's unreal? No. What makes it unreal? The kitchen isn't big enough for an alligator. Marty Pants. Okay, we'll go with that. I have to go and look. You could go and look. That's about what I was going to have you do. <laughs> so it's a, it's an interesting area to to reflect on a little bit how our mind stream that you, you this mind stream is is really open. You can you can play around with this. Writers, artists of different sorts, of play understand something about the mind and they they play with it. And it also can be challenging, especially if there's no basic understanding of who they are and they're hanging their whole ego hat on their creation. So it can be, become very painful for them. You don't have to do that. You can just enjoy your life. And you could say, or I could say, anybody could say, well, how can we do that when what's happening in the, in the, in the Gaza Strip or what's happening in Ukraine or anywhere, what's happening on the streets of uh, Philadelphia where everybody's taking fentanyl and they all look like, they don't even look as good as zombies. Zombies at least are standing upright in the movies. It's a, it's pretty much a mess. Life is suffering. Look what we're doing here. We're, we're endeavoring to find a way to see who this is who everyone else is, and what is a fundamental way that we can work with this where we respect other people's confusion and we respect their awakening and we, we help them. We help ourselves as much as we can. We help and support others without particularly controlling them. Not going to be comfortable. You get close to me, you're not going to get more comfortable. Isn't that true? Yeah, I might just bite your head off. You can just stay back. Who are you laughing at? <laughs> <laughs> so what am I saying? I'm saying I'm, it's not that I'm going to deliberately, but just interacting with anyone. And you're interacting with someone who is no longer operating in the same way that the world is operating might seem totally jolly and happy and fine to be around for a while, but you bring some of your bologna sandwiches in the room, and they might get ground into the dirt. That doesn't mean I'm deliberately trying to be mean to you. As the teacher, uh, my teacher, my first teacher, Chogyam Trungpa Rinpoche said in, I don't know whether he said it in Myth of Freedom, but somewhere, the function of the teacher, and he said the guru, which is Sanskrit for teacher, is to insult you. So, and of course, well, why wouldn't it? I mean, you're, you're loaded with your self-centeredness, your ego, and your belief in your right and everybody else is wrong, or however it may show up for you, and getting around someone who's uh, spent their life looking at that illusion 
uh, it's unlikely they're going to um, disrespect your confusion by going to war with you, but not necessarily believe in your belief about yourself as a separate individual being who knows this and doesn't know that. Go ahead. Total bowing. Is the way that the, the teacher insults us different than someone just picking on us? Yeah, because this, the teacher isn't even doing anything. I mean, they may be growling at you or scowling at you or yelling at you or doing any number of things to you. More? But, mm -hmm. sure, okay. but, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. you first. Speak up. <laughs> What's different? Different where? Between the teacher and someone else is insulting us. Someone else is doing that is it's, it's more of a, a dynamic where they're possibly mad at you uh, or arguing with you in some way about some particular thing. What what you should have done, you expected them to do this, they didn't do it, so now you're upset or that make a story about it. But the teaching person, uh, 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 if you wanted to say it very bluntly, the teacher doesn't see anybody else but this. It doesn't see another person. But if you think you're a separate person, then you're going to get a dose of what that teacher um, has to teach if you give them permission. I'm not saying there aren't teachers that don't try to teach without permission. I don't. More in that area if you have it. What's insulting to the self-centeredness to, to be around someone who's not functioning out of that anymore? But it could show up so many different ways. Just not, not to be uh, to do something that you think you should be appreciated for, and the teacher is not appreciating you in the way you thought, or some you're doing the very best you can in some particular area, and the the teacher is uh, critical of you, and you don't think you have that coming. You were doing really good. You were trying to be this and this and this, and they, they're. Um, they're not treating you very well. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You've been there. But you're still here. It's difficult. It's very difficult. Is seeing the truth the same as seeing our ego? I don't know if I would you know, say seeing the truth same as that, but I would say that's seeing that the, that the self is unreal. That's part of it. And then it's also seeing the other self and other. That's the duality that is that needs to be looked at closely. The belief in the subjective stuff and the objective stuff. And this seems to be the work, place we have to work on it is sit down and watch the things come and go in the mind stream without accepting, rejecting, or shutting down so that we get a fundamental understanding of what consciousness is. And it's not, there's no person who's conscious. There's just consciousness. It belongs to no one. There's no ownership. The walls of the mind have come apart. As Coben said when he translated the Heart Sutra, falling apart, falling apart, falling apart, everything all at once, nothing to do. Did I get that pretty close? Just a way of saying there isn't any there aren't any reference points left. 
but situationally reference points will come up. It's time to go to the bathroom. It's time to get some water. It's time to meet with Juzon. Simple, simple, very simple. It's time to give a Dharma talk. Time to, you ask a question, and I respond to the question. But there's no, it's not a bragging point. I'm this wonderful person who has transcended their ego. No, ego is unreal. So therefore, you don't have to get rid of it. Therefore, the ego is all over the place here. It's in this person. Ego is always sitting on my knee trying to get a word in edgewise. Does does he get in a word in edgewise? Maybe. I'm not concerned. What am I concerned with? Tell me. What am I concerned with? Do you know? What are you concerned with? Myself. Okay. I am too. So we're on the same page. <laughs> but it's with your permission. I can't do anything. To, I can't help anybody unless they give me permission. And some people want to give a little bit of permission, but if uh, if it looks like I'm getting too close to them, then they might want to back off and go another direction. Should they? Of course. You can't can't just choose your own the karma. You can't just decide how you're going to act and how you're going to function. It's uh, choiceless. Exciting word, isn't it? Jishin, are you choosing your nails or do you have your... Jishin Boeing is, um, can, can receiving your teachings be the same as coming close to you? Boeing? If I follow what you're asking about, I would say to some extent. That would be true. Different for everyone. Different if if five people all went and, and wrote up two or three paragraphs on what they thought this person was like, we'd have lots of different people there. And But it would be the same with any anyone, not just a, a, a person who's functioning as a, as a Dharma teacher. Our description of other people's are uh, usually projections. Any, yes, Senshu. Senshu Bowie, if you see mind only or perception only, that mind, um, is the mind or the perception, it, does it feel personal? Both personal and impersonal at the same time. It may feel very strongly personal, and then that may fade away, and it may seem more universal. You're not, you're no longer interested in uh, using any reference points to maintain any, anything. So therefore, things are just moving this way and that way, while ultimately nothing is even happening. That's an illusion. But things get better, get bigger, get smaller. They grow up, they fall down. They turn red. They turn blue. They turn purple impermanence but nothing actually happens not something to believe it would be better to just look at how everything keeps changing it goes this way and that way and we get we feel better 
I feel pretty good today. I didn't feel so good yesterday, but I feel feeling pretty good today. And then tomorrow, back in the dumps again. All that contrast gives us the illusion that we're someone going somewhere, getting this and not getting that, and succeeding at this. More about that? Good question. I'd love if you want to go further with that. I don't know what the question is exactly, but the mind that's showing up or the perception that's showing up, does it still feel like it is coming together as an individual? Yes. Yes. But you also realize it's unreal. So you don't have to stop it. You don't have to believe it. You don't have to start it. You don't have to join it. You don't have to refuse it. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't have to do anything with it. Just whatever shows up, that's it. And it's going to show up in all the sense fields and various levels, including the mind. Could take a final question from anywhere at all, out, out in space or inner space or outer space. Or not? Mahesh going. Mahesh. So when we ask you questions, the answers seem to come very quick immediately. Um, but let's say if I ask you some math problem or something, you, you can take time to think. So what is the difference between these two? Like, uh, how come like uh, the questions on uh, spirituality or general things about ego, they just come very quickly? What happens inside you, Bowen? I'm, first of all, I'm very delighted it's not an equation <laughs> because I, I don't, uh, I'm not saying I couldn't do something very simple, but it's, it's just a, a matter of calculating, figuring, and going through a certain kind of a, what is it, the fancy word is algorithm to try to come up with some kind of a solution. And some people are very good at that. I, I would presume from talking to you a little bit over the years, that you're pretty good at that in that area. I am not. So um, I, I'm, I respond out of what I'm looking at. I don't need to study. Uh, if you ask me questions about Dogen, I don't need to study Dogen anymore anyway to answer the question because I, I know what he's talking about. Does that mean that I have some kind of knowledge? No. No, I, I, I know that the fundamental uh, thing that he is pointing at is the nature of reality. That's all. And if you see that, it's not an opinion. It's not an idea. It's not a conclusion. It's, it's, it has no structure to it. It's just this. And, and so anything you ask me is coming out of your belief in right and wrong, up and down, back and forth, should be, shouldn't be, enlightenment and delusion and all of that. I'm not, I'm not accusing you of anything. I'm just saying that, that most people's questions, if you're even in this room, then, uh, you probably you may have some questions about this. It's not that everyone here is uh, particularly deluded. But why would you come here? Why come here at all? So do you have a question that 
have a math question? I'll tell you how I'll handle it. Give me a, give me a really hard question, Mahesh. Go ahead. I dare you. Mahesh, no, it's not, it's not that I have a question. Uh, I'm just trying to understand how your mind works. Um, when, when, when I, because you, you, you come out so quickly. With so, like, usually people try to understand the question and then try to answer, uh, but then it just comes so quickly. So what's going on there is what I'm curious about. No, nothing's happening. It's just uh, the, the question that you ask is the answer. If you saw what you were asking, you wouldn't, you wouldn't ask it. So I'm responding because I see what it is that you think you don't know. And I tell you about it. But if you were to ask me, um, a technical question, I would just ask, do you use that? I mean, why wouldn't I just use my own resources here? He's a monk here and he, he, um, owes me some favors. <laughs> <laughs> and he also works for Google. So I just say, hey, Google. So I don't mean to make light of, of, uh, intelligence or calculations or uh, not, not at all. I'm just saying that, this kind of understanding is, is with consciousness. Not that the thinking process is left out, but the thinking process, you could say, is reprioritized so that it, it's just behind the awareness. One is leading one's life with the awareness. So the ego cannot get any protection or any sustenance or security from being with a human form that, is, that, that knows that, uh, that this is an illusion. So it can't be threatened. If I walk out of this building and someone comes up and uh, with a knife and wants to rob me, I'm not saying I won't try to protect myself. I'm not crazy, but it's not going to be as frightening, perhaps, as it might have been for me um, 10, 20 years ago. Because there's more of an understanding about what that is about, about that it's dependently risen, that there's no, no one to blame anywhere. And and what what who this is can't be can't be killed. You can't you can kill the body, but you can't you can't kill what this fundamentally is consciousness only. Don't believe any of that. Look at it for yourself. See it for yourself. There's nothing to believe. I don't have anything to sell. Don't promise anything. This is not a cult. You can leave here and never come back. No one will pursue you. Well, but yeah, it depends. If you take one of our Zafus, <laughs> we're coming after you. <laughs> Is there a final question from Chisho? Chisho, yeah, I did have two questions actually. Go ahead. One was going right back to uh, what Muzuko was asking. And that is, you said that before practice, when we see somebody coming at us uh, angry, we project onto them rage. Whereas with practice, we see deeper and we see them suffering. Yes. Aren't both of those projections? Yes. Projecting that it's a suffering and projecting it's a rage. What's the difference? Yes. Huh? What's the difference between the two? It's such that which is a projection. That. Okay, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Please finish. Uh, no, I was just asking, in one case, before practice, I'm projecting that mm -hmm. it is rage. 
after practice and projecting, it is suffering. Uh, what's the difference between these two projections, Bala? The only thing that would make it different is is the space in which those things occur, which is consciousness, consciousness only. There isn't anything but consciousness. Everything else is an illusion. But you have to see that. You just can't think your way into it. Valid question, and uh, but what I'm responding to there may not sound like a valid answer to you. If you think that it is incorrect, then uh, come this way some more. Actually, I didn't understand. <laughs> so, because uh, you said it's, it's very clear. It's a space that is different. Consciousness. Consciousness is not a thing. So it has no status. Those two things are, are activities that are happening. And they're, they're happening in the same sky, just different shaped clouds. You actually are working with, with colors and textures and tones and sounds coming and going, coming just a, an incredible orchestra of this world. You're working with all of that. In that context, then what does looking deeper mean? This is, this, uh, uh idea of looking deeper or looking at the wall and watching what comes and goes and comes and goes and seeing the nature of that without pushing pulling or shutting down allows us to see deeply what that is and see that it is uh, an illusion and seeing that it's an illusion we see that the, the it's illusion that there's a there is a subject or an object okay or more i'm ready if you are no, I'm not ready with another question. Good. We, we could, but we could actually go further in there. The way to go further. But I can't do that because I, 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 I need your help. I need questions. So as I understand it, you're saying it, it's not that whether we think it is suffering, we think or we look deeper or we look at it as rage, it doesn't matter. It's really the awareness of the space where it is occurring. It's, uh, it's awareness of what is occurring, which is also space. The thing that occurs in space and the space itself only look different, but they are not. But you have to see that, because if you don't see that, then you will live on an imputation that some things are solid and some things aren't. Some things are dreams and some things are real. The whole damn thing is a dream. It's all a dream. It's a, as it says in the Diamond Sutra, it's a magical show. It's a flash of lightning. That's, that's hard to look at that and think, well, yeah, but how about my life and my laundry? Don't I have to get my laundry done? Yeah, you should do that too. That is a flash of lightning. That's, that's where you see it. See it right in the object. It's right in that. It's not separate from it. It's not separate from someone else's eyes looking at you. Receive, receive, receive. Receive everything. Make no comment. And if you do, then receive that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you.